Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You're listening to Wannabe Minimalist with Deanna Yates, episode number 93. On today's show, I'm talking about how to spring clean your house in one day. Look, most of us hate cleaning, so let's look at how to get it over with quickly so we can get back to the better things. Yeah? Well, hello, hello. How are you today? If you are new to the show, then welcome. I hope you'll enjoy this episode and you'll come back for more. If you are returning, then it is great to have you back. Today, we are going to talk about spring cleaning. Now, I absolutely love this time of year. The birds are chirping. The sun is out. There is a feeling of renewal and fresh possibility. It was an absolutely gorgeous day where I am um, here today where I am. And, you know, it was just so nice. But the thing is, I am not too fond of spring cleaning. So it's the one thing I really don't like about this time of year. Yep, you heard me right. I am a minimalist who teaches about how to have a tidy home and how having that tidy home can lead you to more happiness and a better life. And I hate cleaning. Yep, Mm -hmm. it's weird, right? But the way I look at it is this. The less stuff I have, it means that I have less to clean. And that means that I get to clean less right? Well, it makes sense to me. So hopefully it makes sense to you too. So if you are like me and cleaning is not high on your priority list of things you love to do, you might be tempted to skip spring cleaning. But please give me the next 30-ish minutes to convince you that not only is spring cleaning important, but it can be done in a day. Okay, before we jump into it, I want to remind you that you can pick up the show notes for today's episode on my website, wannabeclutterfree.com slash 93. I'm going to link to some episodes that dive into a few of these topics a little bit deeper if you want some more help there. But I also created a free checklist for today's episode to help you with spring cleaning in a day. So if you want that, go ahead and head over so you can print it out and you can check off the lists and the tasks and stay on track. So head on over to wannabeclutterfree.com clutterfree.com forward slash the number 93 to get your checklist. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com slash 93. Okay. And with that, let's look at how you can spring clean all in just one day. First, let's look at what spring cleaning actually is. Okay, so this is the stuff that you don't do on a regular basis. So I'm going to assume that you keep a generally clean house and we'll duplicate some of those regular tasks with this checklist, but we'll be adding a few additional deep cleaning items to really make your house sparkle. If you have not cleaned house in, you know, I don't know, a few months, it's not going to be possible to deep clean your whole house in a day. So I just want to start from that caveat. But if you kind of have a, you know, you generally keep up on it, then you're going to be able to do this. Okay. So spring cleaning also gives you a chance to kind of check in to see how your cleaning systems are working. So if you find yourself falling behind or getting stuck in the gunk, yep, that's a little bit of a pun, then perhaps it's time to step up your weekly cleaning tasks. You can kind of see like, okay, that was really hard. Maybe I need to just put in a little bit more 
more effort every week. And then I can, you know, it'll be much easier to stay on top of the process. Okay. So it doesn't have to be a major overhaul, but I just want you to keep an open mind through the process and then just make a note of anything that stands out that you're like, eh, I really could maybe step up my game on my shower. My grout was looking a little bad or, you know, whatever. Okay. This is just all examples. Okay. So then I want us to look at two different approaches. We're going to talk about two different approaches when it comes to spring cleaning. There is the room by room approach, and then there is the task by task approach. So what in the world do I mean by these? Well, I think they're self-explanatory in the names. At least I tried to make them self-explanatory. So room by room is where you're going to start in one room in your house. You're going to clean that, that room, and then you're going to move to the next. Task by task is where you are going to have a list of tasks that you're going to complete and you're going to do them throughout your entire house. You're going to do one task completely and then move on to the next next task. And it's not room specific. I mean, some of these things are going to be room specific because obviously like you're going to have one, um, you know, your appliances are going to be in your kitchen. So that's going to be, you know, very specific to that room, but it's just part of the process. I'm going to walk you through all of them. So I'll just stay with me. All right. There are no right or wrong options. We are going to cover the same cleaning chores with either one. You just have to decide if you want to clean one room at a time and repeat cleaning tasks, or if you want to do one cleaning task at a time and repeat rooms, right? All right. And then third, I want you to gather up your helpers. So who you have helping might also help you decide which decluttering approach to use. So if you have older helpers, you might be able to assign them the task of dusting the entire house and not have to keep an eye on them, you know, so that they'll that task, task by task approach might work really well for you. Or if you have younger helpers, you might need to assist them or keep them on track or keep, keep an eye on them so you know what's happening throughout the day. So it might actually be better to be in the same room with them and use the room by room approach. And then I want you to designate someone to get lunch. So that is your lunch helper. Nobody wants to deep clean a kitchen and then get it dirty again with cooking. So I want you to have someone pick up sandwiches or plan ahead and have lunch already prepared before you start. Um, so it just makes your day easier. All right. And then the final thing before we get down to the actual cleaning tasks and checklist, do not let perfection get in the way of progress. Yes, this of course refers to how well something is cleaned, especially if you are relying on your helpers. So remember, I want you to think about that. It doesn't have to be perfect. Wipe things down, scrub and scour, but move through this list quickly, okay? 80% done is better than 0% done. And if you strive for 100%, you're not going to get this done in a day, okay? So we're just going with the flow. We're doing a good job, but we're not doing a perfect job. And also, do not let the preparation of the day get in your way. So as far as cleaning supplies, you can get away with the basics. I mean, you're looking at things like all-purpose household spray, paper towels or cotton towels. I actually try to stay away from microfiber towels. I know they're all over the internet these days, but the microplastics in them break down. They get into the water supply, and now our fish are having plastics in them, and so are we. So I try to do paper towels or cotton towels, a scrub brush, vinegar and baking soda, window and glass cleaner, hardwood and or tile floor cleaner, toilet bowl cleaner, trash bags, a laundry basket, and a cardboard box. Now those last three are important. Trash bags, a laundry basket, and a cardboard box. And I will tell you about those in a minute. And then extra credit items. So when it comes to your kitchen, um, I have included a no odor oven cleaner in here because 
it works really well in my kitchen. Um, and so I would recommend it for you as well. And then also um, stainless steel cleaner. So if you have stainless steel appliances, I recommend getting a stainless steel cleaner. Of course, you can do a more green approach, but I just recommend the cleaner. Okay, so most of these should already be in your home, especially if you're, you've ever cleaned stuff before, right? So a lot of this stuff is already there. If they're not, go ahead and make a quick stop at the store for the things that you need to get and get on with it, okay? This is a down and dirty cleaning list. I am not setting you up with a cleaning caddy to show off on Instagram. Again, real life here, working through um, just what comes at us, all right? And I want to make sure that we actually do this and that we don't procrastinate and say, okay, I'm going to clean, but I want to get, you know, I got to get these products or whatever. Just get the cleaning stuff and get on with it. All right. So now we have those basics out of the way. I want us to look at the two approaches and I apologize. I am speaking very fast. I will probably try to slow down a little bit here, but I get excited about this stuff. All right. So let's look at them in detail so that you can choose your poison and then get your house spring cleaned in one day. Okay, so first we're going to look at the room by room approach. I think this one is probably the most popular when you think about cleaning and you think about spring cleaning, you see all these checklists. Most of them are probably set up by room as room by room. So I think we should all be somewhat familiar with this. Now I'm going to give you another choice here. So I know, sorry, too many choices. But you can decide if you want to clean by visual impact or by how often each room is used in your home. All right, so visual impact usually goes like this. You're gonna do the rooms that you see the most or that are the most visual to yourself and to the people that live there. So this is like your living room, then your kitchen, then your bedrooms, your bathrooms, your office, hobby room, um, or any additional rooms in your house, and then the outside of your house. The second option is to do your rooms by how much you use them. So the way I normally see this shake out is the kitchen, then your bedrooms, then your office, um, then your bathrooms, your living room, and then your outside. Um, before you're outside, probably any extra rooms you have in your house. Because again, we all live in different houses and things are a little bit different. So I will have both options on the checklist. So feel free to choose which you prefer. So for this episode, we're going to look at the visual impact option. And then you, um, you could just tweak it based on, you know, what room you're starting with first. But these are going to be room by room. So you'll be able to just mix and match and move the checklist around. Well, it'll already be set out for you on the, the download. All right. So first thing is first, I want you to start your day with coffee or tea, a simple breakfast and some upbeat music. The more positive you can start your day, the better. This again, I don't think any of us that are listening to this really love the idea of cleaning. So we want to try to start positive because it's not getting any better than that. All right. So then I want you to gather everyone's bedding. I want you to sort it by color and I want you to get started on laundry. So this is a time sensitive task because laundry and doing bedding laundry especially takes all day. So we don't want to wait until we get to the bedrooms to get started because then we're just not going to finish it and we're going to have to go to bed with unmade beds and nobody's going to want that. So start with the bedding. And again, we're doing the sheets. If you have a mattress pad, go ahead and take care of that. And if you have a washing machine that is large enough that can also handle your comforters. You can go ahead and get those washed. We're trying to wash as much as possible because again, this is happening once a year and dust is settling all the time. So do as much of the bedding laundry that you can, okay? So once we have that done, then it's gonna be time to head to our first room. So you're gonna gather up your supplies and you're gonna go to the living room. So we're starting with those three things that I really, um, 
pointed out. So these are our laundry basket, our garbage bag, and our donation box because I want you to start with a quick declutter. Again, the less stuff you have to clean, the less cleaning you have to do. So put trash in the garbage bag, put items that you no longer want, need, or use into the donation box, and then anything that belongs in a different room, you're going to go ahead and put that in your laundry basket. You're not going to have to put it away right away, but I want you to get it out of the room that you're working on. And the easiest way to do that is to put it in a plastic laundry bin and move it off to the side. Okay, then you're going to start with dusting. We're working our rooms from the top down. So I want you to start at the top. So anything like ceiling fans, um, dust the ceilings. If you have any cobwebs, make sure you get in the corners of the rooms because again, these things accumulate. And so we want to make sure we take care of those. So we're starting up high and then we're working our way down. So next you're going to go to bookshelves, the entertainment unit, lamps, anything, you know, pictures on the wall, anything as you work your way down. Then make sure you clear off your shelves and dust all the nooks and crannies, dust all the little things that are sitting on the shelves. And then that takes care of your dusting. You're just going all the way down, right? Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts then it will be time to clean your windows. So we currently have a plastic film on our windows because they're windows from 1969. And so they let all the cold winter air in. So I'm going to be taking that off as well. So if you have something like that, make sure you're clearing off your windows. Um, you're going to wash all the windows and wash any glass things that you have as well. So these are going to be like your mirrors, or if you have anything that needs to be polished once you dusted it, if it needs to have a nice glass clean, then go ahead and take care of that now too. If you have time, you also could remove your um, curtains and you can give those a wash as well. But I find that the bedding kind of takes all day. So I leave curtains for a different time. Okay, 
Then you're going to look at your couch and you're going to take a look at the cushions and you're going to spot clean them if you need to. Rotate them, fluff them up, get them feeling good. And it's also a great time to remove slip covers and wash them if you need to. So this is spring cleaning. We're trying to go a little bit deeper. So again, if you have slip covers that can come off your couch or your pillows that really need to be cleaned, work them into the laundry as well. And then next, I want you to wipe down your baseboards. I know most people would probably do that during dusting, but I kind of wait and do them at the last part um, because for some reason they can get really dirty and they just gather a bunch of yuck. So I wipe them down. I use a damp paper towel or a damp cotton towel and I wipe them and it doesn't really need much more than that. And I'm always surprised at how dirty they get. Did I just say that? I did. And finally, finish off the room by cleaning the floor. So vacuum carpets and area rugs, spot clean them if you need to, and then mop any hard surface floors that you have. Okay, so celebrate. You're down one room. That wasn't so bad, was it? All right, I want you to check on the laundry before moving to room number two. All right, get ready. Dun, dun, dun. The second visual room I recommended was the kitchen. So this room, uh, I know, it's a lot. It gets a lot of cleaning in our home regularly because we use it so much, but I don't actually deep clean it that often, so it definitely needs to be spring cleaned. So again, we're gonna start with that quick declutter. This is happening in every room, so get used to it. Again, you're using the same declutter supplies. You're going to use the um, garbage bag and you're going to toss any uh, trash that you find, anything that's worn out that you couldn't donate that you don't want anymore. Those things go in the garbage bag. Then you're going to look in your cabinets and drawers and you're going to find items you no longer want, need, want or use. And you're going to put them in the donation box and then place anything that belongs in a different room in that laundry basket, move them off to the side and get to the cleaning. All right. So if there were items in the living room that belonged in the kitchen, though, take a quick look in that laundry basket. Go ahead and put those away. Sometimes we find dirty dishes. We need to put them in the dishwasher, things like that. It's okay. Just take care of those right away. Okay. Now I know your first instinct is going to be to clean off the counters. We're going to do that a little bit later. So if you want to do the extra credit in cleaning your oven, so go ahead and get that no odor oven spray and spray down the inside of your oven now. It's going to give it time to work while we do the rest of the kitchen. Then I want you to clean out your cabinets. I know that sounds like a lot and it might be, but we're going to do what we can. Understand that we're going to try to finish our kitchen by lunchtime. So that's kind of where we're setting the expectation that this is probably going to take us until about lunch and then we can take a break. So Knowing that, you can decide how much of your cabinets you have the ability to clean. So my recommendation is to remove stuff from each shelf, wipe down the shelf, and then put items back. As you're pulling these things out, you might also find things that go into your declutter bin. Go ahead and get them out as you find them. And then put each item, put the items back on your shelf when you finish wiping down that one shelf so it doesn't get too overwhelming. We're not taking everything out at once and then putting it all back in. We're doing one shelf at a time. And then next, I want you to do the drawers. Same thing. Take everything out one drawer at a time. Declutter as you go. Wipe out the drawer and put the things back. All right. Then I want you to take a minute to do things like fold the towels nicely. And when you put them back in your kitchen drawer, make sure that all the spoons are in the right um, utensil holder, things like that, because this will make a difference when you go to open your, you know, your drawers later. All right. Speaking of your utensil and flower holders, go ahead and take those out. Make sure that you clean them out. They tend to gather crumbs. This is a great time to get rid of those. Okay. Once you have done your cabinets and your drawers, you're going to clean out uh, your pantry. Okay. So if you have the time, again, we're taking everything out. We're going to check expiration dates as we go. We're going to toss anything that's expired. We're going to wipe down all of the shelves, any bins that are in there. Make sure you wipe those out. And then 
perhaps you can put things back in a better order. You can group like things with like things. You can put your heavier stuff on the bottom. I know sometimes these pantries can get just so out of order because we're just putting things back as we get back from the grocery store and we're already busy and we've already got so much going on. We just don't have time. We just put it in the first place. But now that we're taking a little bit of time, we can make it a little bit better and a little bit more organized. All right, then you're going to move to the fridge. This is another biggie. We're doing the same thing. We're taking our food out one shelf at a time so that you can work quickly. Because again, our refrigerator, we've got cold stuff in there. We don't want it to go bad. If you have a cooler, you could put your stuff in a cooler, but we're going to try to be quick so you don't even need it. So take your stuff out, wipe down each shelf, put your stuff back, go to the next shelf. And again, once you get to the bins, take those all the way out. The drawers like that would hold your produce and stuff, take those all the way out. Go ahead and close your refrigerator door because it's getting a little warm in there. Take the fruit out, wipe it down. I generally put like I'll fill them up with warm soapy water and then I will get them dried off, put them back in, put the food back in. Okay, fridge is done. Your next step is to clear off your counters. So now that we've done all that other work, now we get to go back to our counters and we want to try to clear off as much as possible. The good point is part about this is We've already maybe decluttered some things from our drawers and our cabinets and our pantry and our fridge. So maybe there's room for some of the things that have been living on your counter to now finally go away. That's why we save the counter until later. I want you to wash any dirty dishes that are out. I want you to put everything away. And I want you to see if you now have space for these things that are sitting on your counter. The goal for me is just to get these as clear as possible. Get them as cleared off as possible so that at the end of the day, you're wiping down your kitchen counter is much, much easier. There's less gunk forming behind all of those nooks and crannies when there's stuff on your counter. And again, we have, I do keep things out on my counter, so I am not one of those people that has nothing on my counter. We have the blender because my husband refuses to have to get that out every day. We have the coffee maker because I refuse to have to get that out every day. We have our, we have a fruit bowl. We have a uh, cutting board and we have our water dispenser because we have a water filter that sits on the counter. So again, I have some things on my counters as well. So it's not a blank, complete blank slate, but it's not that much to work with. Okay, now once we've got the counter done, we're going to move to the appliances. So I want you to go back to your oven. And right now that cleaner has been sitting on it for a while, so it should be much easier to clean. So scrub the areas that need it, that have a little, that need a little extra love and attention, and then wipe it down. Should be looking pretty good now. And then I want you to clean your range to the top, and I want you to wipe down the burners and get off any cooked food. And then it's time to wipe down all your surfaces. So use a damp cloth and your general cleaning spray, and I want you to wipe down all your cabinet and drawer fronts, and I want you to make sure you scrub those handles too because they can get kind of gunky. And then we're going to wipe down the fronts of our appliances. So again, I was saying I like to use that stainless steel spray because it's so much easier, and I've tried greener options, and I just it takes too much scrubbing for me. So I just use the stainless steel cleaner. I don't use it very often. So a you know, one jar is going to last me a long time. I don't feel too bad about it. I don't get too guilty. Okay. So I clean those off. I, you know, scrub or kind of uh, buff that out and we're almost done. The last thing you're going to do, actually, there's two things left. So sorry. Okay. First, you're going to give your sink a good scrub. So if you have a disposal, you can grind up some citrus peels and that really smells nice too. It's not necessary, of course, but I do like it as a finishing touch. And then the last thing we're going to do is to sweep and mop the floors. Whoa. 
All right. By now, you are ready for a break. So we're going to change the laundry. And if you're using the bedding that just came out of the laundry, that came out of that dryer, and you're going to put it back on the bed today once we're done, then go ahead and just set it off on the side. Yes, you have my permission to leave it on the side because we're taking care of it later today. If you're going to be using a different set, I want you to give it a quick fold and put it away. All right. Those are the things you got to do. But then I want you to break for lunch. You need to relax for a minute. You need to give yourself some sustenance. You need to drink some water, maybe some more coffee. We're going to get to the wine later. It's okay. But right now, I just want you to relax for a minute and enjoy some good food. Okay. Now that that's done, it's time for room three. And these are the bedrooms. So I recommend that everyone take care of their own rooms with a little help of you for the deep cleaning portions. But, you know, it's... It's someone's room. They're responsible for it. And it doesn't have to be up to your standards. It's for the person that lives in that room. Okay. So go ahead and let that go. So the first thing we're going to do, nope, it's not the quick declutter. That's next. I know I tricked you on that one. But first, we're going to sprinkle the bed with baking soda to give it a refresh. Okay. And you're going to let that sit while you work on the rest of the room. So you can also rotate the mattress. This is a great time to do that. If you have a flippable mattress, you can flip it over and then put the refreshing stuff on it because why refresh the part you're not going to sleep on so um go ahead and do that if you have those kind of mattresses and you need to rotate and flip it the second thing is the quick declutter okay again with the trash bag the items you um the trash goes in the garbage bag the items you no longer want need or use in the donation box and then anything that belongs in a different room goes in the laundry basket now there is usually a lot of stuff to declutter in the bedroom. So if you need to help your children kind of look through their things or give them some ideas, that's fine. And then just tell them like, hey, look through and find clothes that you've outgrown or clothes that you don't want to wear anymore or, you know, things that have worn out. You know, if you haven't worn it in the last year, it's likely your children will not fit it in any way. So I want you to that's an easy marker for them. But then also for yourself, if you haven't worn it in the past year, it's likely you're not going to wear it. So go ahead and let go of those things that you know you're not going to wear or that you're saving for a just-in-case moment that probably isn't going to come. All right. So then third, I want you to straighten up the room. Now, bedrooms are notorious for having things out. So it is important that we straighten it up. And you can even race your family members to see who can clean up their stuff the fastest. This is my favorite way to do it. So everyone starts at the same time and then you race and whoever gets done first and you all get to judge and make sure that it is okay and it's not just stuffed under the bed or something like that, that person gets a prize. Now, maybe they get to pick the movie later. Maybe you take everyone out for ice cream and they get an extra scoop. I don't know, but you guys get to choose what the prize is, but it is a nice way to have something to fight for and, you know, get and somebody gets to win. Always good. Now, once that straightening up is done, Cleaning the bedroom is actually much easier. It's more like the living room. It's less, it's much less than the kitchen, right? So we're going to start just like we did in the living room. We're going to start top down. We're going to dust from the top. We're going to dust if, uh, if you have any ceiling fans, make sure those get dusted. Make sure you dust the corners. Make sure there's no cobwebs or anything in there. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.
Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. And then work your way down just like you did before. Dust anything you have on the walls, art prints, posters, uh, car, uh, bulletin boards, anything like that, right? And then you're going to work further down. You're going to do your flat surfaces like your nightstands, your dressers. Don't forget your lamps and any little tchotchkes you have on shelves or, you know, in little cubbies, right? Then I want you to make sure that you clear off all of those shelves and you dust all of those little knickknacks and then put them back. All right, then it will be time to clean the windows and any other glass in the mirror or in the room like mirrors, sorry. And then once those are clean, you're going to wipe down your baseboards using a damp paper or cotton towel. And then you're going to get out your vacuum and you're going to vacuum the baking soda off of the mattresses. Then you're going to make the beds. So This is going to depend on where you are with the laundry situation. But at this point, if you can, go ahead and make the bed with as much as you can. Um, And if not, then just come back to that later when the laundry is finished. And then finally, you finish off the room by cleaning the floor. So vacuum your carpets and your air rugs and mop hard surface floors. See? So much easier than the kitchen, right? Well, now it's time to move to another hard room and that is the bathrooms. I know it's another fun one. Yay. So for the bathrooms, we're going to focus on the deep cleaning, right? So these are things that you don't do every week when you clean, like cleaning the windows or scrubbing the walls and the baseboards and cleaning your cabinets. So first you're doing that quick declutter, toss the garbage in, that includes any outdated makeup and toiletries, things you haven't used in a year get rid of them. They don't get better with age. They're not fine wine. This is stuff that will de- that will just grow bacteria and then you're putting it on your face. So get rid of it, right? Declutter items that you may not need and then put things in the laundry basket that go elsewhere. I generally don't find a lot of things in my bathroom that go elsewhere in the house, but you never know. Then go ahead and clean out your cabinets and your drawers. So as in the kitchen, take items out one space at a time and wipe them down. You take out the things from under the sink, wipe it down, put the things back. Take the things out of your drawer, wipe it down, put things back. There is always so much gunk in my bathroom drawers. I'm embarrassed to admit this, but there's always hair and, you know, I don't know. There's all sorts of stuff in there. It's gross. We groom ourselves in the bathroom, so that's where most germs are. Yuck. Okay, so we want to take care of that stuff now so that we're not having to deal with this on a regular basis. All right, 
Now, I want you, the next thing you have to do is to wipe down the walls and all your surfaces. So bathrooms, like I said, they're germy. So take a minute to clean the walls, the cabinets, the drawer fronts. Pay close attention to handles, the light switches, the area around the door handles. So those can get pretty dirty. And now is a great time to wipe those down using your just your general all-purpose house cleaning spray and your cotton towels or your paper towels. Then I want you to scrub the toilet and I want you to wipe down the outside of the toilet too. I know that part sometimes we can skip on our weekly cleanings, but go ahead and wipe the outside of the toilet too. And then next up is your sink and your tub. Actually, I want to make a point here. I forgot. I should have said this at the very beginning. And it's on the checklist. So I apologize that I forgot. When you first get in, one of the things I want you to do is to put baking soda and vinegar down your sink. It'll just help clean it. So you put like half a cup of baking soda and you sprinkle it down the sink. And then you pour like a cup of vinegar down there. And it just helps clean out the gunk that gets in the drain. And so we're going to go ahead and do that. If you haven't done it, you can do it now. It doesn't, it's not really that big a deal, but I do like to let it sit for about 10 minutes and then rinse out with hot water. And that generally has helped our drains uh, stay draining much better. Okay. So I'll put that on the checklist. Make sure you think about doing that first before you do any of the other stuff. Then give them a good scrub. So you're now scrubbing the sink and the tub with your all-purpose household cleaner or something tougher if you need it. That might be the case and that is fine. And then your scrub brush and just go to town. And then next you're going to clean any windows and the glass in the bathroom like the mirrors and then finally wipe down your baseboards and mop the floor. You can also wash your bath mats if the bedding has finished. That's always a great task to do on spring cleaning day. Okay, we're on the home stretch now, which is good because I'm hitting my 30 minute mark and we're not close, but to the end of this podcast, but we are almost close to what you would do for your day. So the next room to spring clean is your office. Now, this also may be a different room in your house. Maybe you don't have an office. Maybe you have a hobby room or a family room or a formal dining room or I don't know. There's all sorts of different rooms because I know not all homes are the same and these rooms will vary. So use the pieces that you need and, you know, do the rooms that you need to do. And most of these rooms are pretty similar to the living room. So we're going to kind of go through that. Again, this is the office. So your first step is to tidy up. Use that laundry basket, garbage bag, and donation box to start with a quick declutter. So put the trash in the garbage bag, items you no longer want, need, or use in the donation box, and anything that belongs in a different room in the laundry basket. Step number two is to straighten up the room. Now, I find this has to do in the office, especially it's a lot of paper clutter. So we're going to try to get through it really quickly. I do have an episode on this. I'll make sure I link to it. But look at the stuff. If it's something that is easily replaceable, go ahead and recycle it. If it's something that you can um, look up like, uh, you know, manuals and things like that, you're most likely going to Google how to fix something anyway. So don't bother with keeping the manuals if you don't need them. So go ahead and toss those kinds of things and then try to just straighten up as much as you can, as quickly as you can. And just focus on putting things away quickly so that you can get back to cleaning. Step three is to dust from the top down. Again, we're starting up high. Any ceiling fans, dust the corners, that kind of stuff. Work your way down. Bookshelves, desks, lamps. Again, clear off any shelves, dust nooks and crannies, dust all the little things that you have and put them back. Step four, clean the windows and the mirrors if you have any in there. And then next, wipe down your baseboards with a damp towel. And finally, finish off the room by cleaning the floor. Vacuum the carpets and area rugs, mop the hard surface floors. Again, very, very similar to the living room, 
with the straightening up process maybe being different in each of the rooms that you're um, doing this for. So repeat these steps for as many additional rooms that you have in your house and then celebrate because the inside of your house is done. It's done. You did it. At this point, you can call it. You totally did it. You can go out and celebrate, go out for dinner, grab, uh, you know, ice cream sundaes out. You are done. But if you want, you can head outside and you can clean there too. You can tidy up, declutter, and sweep off your patio and then fix yourself a beverage and enjoy the cleanliness of your spring clean. So that is always an option, but you can always save your outside for another day. Again, it depends kind of on where you live, how much outside space you have, and uh, what you're looking for. All right, so that is how you clean room by room. And all of that is on the checklist. But what about those of you who want to do the task by task list? Well, here it is. You got it. Let's rewind the tape and pretend that we are back at the beginning of the day. So good morning. I want you to start your day with a coffee or a tea, a simple breakfast, and some upbeat music. Remember, the more positive that you can start your day, the better, right? Because none of us really like this cleaning thing and we're just doing it to get it done. So try to be positive. And if you can start positive, it's easier to stay positive. So then I want you to gather everyone's bedding and I want you to sort it by color and get started on laundry. This is a time sensitive task and it takes all day. So we don't want to wait until we get to the bedrooms to get started. Yep, that is exactly what I said earlier. So the days start the same because again, it's time sensitive and you have to spend a lot of time on the laundry to get it done. So then go ahead and once you're done putting the or taking the bedding off, go ahead and sprinkle the mattresses with baking soda since we're not focusing on those bedrooms specifically and we're doing task by task. So now we get to some more differences. We're going to start by doing a whole house tidy up. I know, crazy, right? But the supplies are the same. You're going to use your laundry basket, your garbage bags, and your donation box. And you're going to start with a quick declutter. Put the trash in the garbage bag. I want you to go all around your house and I want you to gather as much garbage as you can see. So that's every room. See what you can get. See what you can throw away. See if there's things that are worn out that you no longer want that you know won't even make it to the donation center and you'd be embarrassed to donate it. Those things go in the garbage bag. All right, move that off to the side. Then I want you to take the laundry basket and the declutter box with you to every room and I want you to fill each of these up as you work your way from one end of your home to the other. Again, we're trying to be strategic here so we're not wasting time. So as that laundry basket gets full, because it will get full. I want you to take a minute or 10 and put things away. It won't take as long as you think it will. I promise you can do it in like 10 minutes. So then I want you to return to where you left off. Now, when you've made it to the other end of your house, I want you to take out the garbage and put the donation box or boxes in your car to drop off. That's right. As you fill up the donation box, you're not off the hook to finding things to declutter. You're going to get another box and you're going to fill that one up. And then all of that's going in your car so that you can drop it off when you go out and about. All right, so that's task number one, and it's to declutter. Task number two is to dust from top down. I said this multiple times over and over in the room cleaning. So if you are doing this as a family, you can have someone dust up high, you can have someone dust in the middle range, and you can have someone else dust low. You can split up the rooms. You can tell someone to start on one end of the house and someone else to start on the other end of the house. You can meet in the middle. There's all sorts of ways for you to divide this up amongst your family members. But again, we are dusting, 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 dusting everything in the house. Super fun. 
Then task number three is where it gets really different. And this is to wipe all vertical surfaces. So this includes all cabinet fronts, all of your doors, all of your walls that need it, any windows, mirrors, anything that is vertical. I generally do uh, door handles in this as well because it's on a vertical surface. Um, you can do it later if you want to do it in horizontal surfaces, that's fine. But we're trying to just go around and kind of do the Mr. Miyagi up and down, up and down, right? So that's task number three throughout your house. Again, start on one end, go all the way to the other. Task number four is to turn around, start at the other end and go right back and do all the horizontal surfaces. So these are your shelves, your flat surfaces, like your nightstands, your desks, your dressers, anything horizontal that you have not wiped down yet. Now, a lot of these things have already been dusted, so you may not actually need to touch them again, but it's just a reminder. We've done all of our vertical. Now we're going back and looking at the horizontals. Okay. Then task number five is to scrub and scour. This is where it gets fun. So if you didn't wipe down your appliances in step three or four, you're going to clean them now. You're going to wipe out your cabinets and your drawers. You're going to clean out your fridge. You're going to scrub your oven and range. You're going to clean your kitchen and bathrooms. You're going to clean those sinks and the tub and the toilets. Okay, so I've talked about this already when I did room by room. Hopefully you listened to that. We're doing the same thing, but now it's just task five. So we're doing all of them at once. Task number six is finally to clean the floors. And here is where you will also wipe down those baseboards. If you haven't done them already, I generally save them to the end because again, they generally tend to gather stuff as I'm cleaning my house. So I like to do them at the very end and then I vacuum and I mop all of the floors at the same time. So that is task number six. And so once the inside is done, you get to do the same thing. You either get to celebrate or do a quick once over on the outside and enjoy your results. So Throughout the day, I want you to remember that you need to change the laundry and take your breaks as needed. So it's built in a little bit easier. Breaks are built in a little bit easier on the room by room, task by task. You know, I think it's a little bit harder to build in those breaks as we need them. So make sure you do take the time, stay hydrated, all of the things. Make sure you have lots of snacks on hand and enjoy that lunch that is already planned for or somebody else ran out to grab. Or maybe you're the one that runs out to grab it while everyone else stays and cleans. But for me, I know that I am the person, not the person that gets to leave and go get lunch. I keep everybody on task. So that is it. That's how you do either room by room or task by task. And now it is your turn. Which one do you prefer? Do you think you'd rather do the room by room or are you a task by task cleaner? Come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist family group on Facebook and share. I am actually really curious to see which one wins out. So let's encourage each other and support one another on our journeys to live our amazing lives with less clutter. If you would like a more behind the scenes view into my life, tips on living better with less stuff, decluttering and organizing, follow me on Instagram at wannabe clutter free. And if you liked this episode or you found any episode so far helpful, please consider leaving me a review on Apple podcast. It is the lifeblood for a podcaster and it helps me so much so that I can help you more. So thank you for tuning in. If you would like to learn more from me, how I can help you and how you can implement the things we chat about on the Wannabe Minimalist show, head on over to wannabeclutterfree.com. There are free downloads, online programs, and other resources there to help you create the vibrant, happy, simple, and abundant life that you really want. And don't forget, I did create that checklist specifically for today's show, and you can download that at wannabeclutterfree.com. 
com slash 93. And that just about wraps it up for today's show. I hope that these tips help you tackle spring cleaning quickly so that you can get back to doing the fun stuff that matters way more than having a clean house. So I hope you have a fabulous week. I'm Deanna Yates, and this is the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Cheers. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.